Alrighty. Should that be the way I start every episode? That could be cool. Anyways, how are you doing? It's a pandemic out there. It's crazy. None of us have lived through anything like this. None of us have any idea what tomorrow looks like. And that gives a lot of people a, a lot of anxiety. And me included. I just want to have a conversation about how do we maintain our mental health during these insane times, right? We're like six months into this. And six months ago, if, if, if I did this six months ago, there would be palpable uncertainty and palpable fear because of the uncertainty, right? We don't know what the fuck is going on from moment to moment, right? That causes a lot of people anxiety because a lot of people have anxiety when everything is going well, right? And that's okay because that's who you are. The work, right? The problem is if you let that anxiety stop you from living your life, meeting a person, going on a job interview, going to the supermarket, leaving your house, talking to a stranger, whatever, right? That's when anxiety is giving you a problem. We all deal with anxiety. We, we all have anxieties. You know, I, when people try to act like they don't have anxieties, it's like, come on, we're human. We all get anxious. I'm going to attach a couple articles that help uh, kind of explain just different ways that you can cope with anxieties or stresses or OCD during this time because we're all confined inside in the most part and then when we leave our house we're then confined to different social movements that elicit real chemical reactions in people because we don't like to be told where to go we don't like to be told to step over there we don't like to be told to contain our steps you know what I mean so that makes people angry that makes people anxious and that's why we see all these insane videos on the internet of people disrespecting store employees people disrespecting each other people fighting with each other this time touches humanity's third rail right because we're all we're all in this together that's what makes me really disappointed in what I see in people in the behavior I see in people especially politically in America because it's Americans have just there is a large swath of Americans who are very volatile right now and it's because they've been consistently lied to and manipulated for close to four years and Americans aren't used to being controlled and lied to. We're not used to dealing with daily propaganda, you know, and, and that group of Americans has been dealing with that ever since they decided to support this man. So that's where the stupid, ridiculous, insane, selfish, destructive behavior comes from on the right. Um, on the left, 
it comes from real um, social angst and real racial injustice also exacerbated by our current times you know because everything everything is made worse right now during a pandemic everything everything that is to do with society will be not as good this year it may not be better next year and that is our reality that is our collective reality that is what we are all dealing with some people choose to read certain news sites quote-unquote news sites or other publications that try to tell them that this isn't happening or this isn't real or this is fake or you don't have to worry about anything or all this all this crap that is out there right welcome to 2020 right the 1918 Americans who had to survive that pandemic didn't have to deal with disinformation bullshit information on the internet right and American TV channels have gotten infected by all that you know there's really only a few channels you can go to to get you know accurate information you get you get PBS you're not getting much slant there you're just getting information <clears throat> and the local broadcast news companies that's basically all you have if you just want information and even then you might get a slant so it's really hard that's why I stick to reading the news because then I can you just get a better baseline of flavor when you know the facts because then you know when somebody is trying to salt or pepper it in different ways right so that helps me navigate my uncertainty about the times that I'm living in because we you know this didn't start this way right separate from the pandemic politics in this country has slowly devolved right as Obama was leaving office the crazy shit was ramping up right and then once Trump got elected the crazy shit kinda was not there was no more bumpers on the crazy shit the crazy shit was all over the place the crazy shit was running our lives the crazy shit was now the facts that's the world we live in now and it's driving everyone insane including myself you know when when I find myself getting very angry when I had to leave New York and come to Boston in March I was very angry because I was in the middle of so much and I love what I do I love being there and I was just very angry because I knew that this was being made worse by government malpractice I just knew it because you know there's a problem in America when the mayor or the governor of a city or a state is telling you about the facts before the leader of your country is it's a very easy way to know that something is wrong and it's something that we've never had to live through in our entire lives as Americans and now he's gonna to try to play
the federal versus state game. We're not used to this stuff. Our president doesn't play power games with states and governors. That's not what presidents do. I'm, I'm, I'm really disappointed in his behavior because I can disagree with everything politically, but at the end of the day, his conduct, his behavior, the way he's gone about the job has made everyone angry. It's made everyone fight with everyone. And I can't deal with that because it's sad. It's sad to see what we're doing now. It's sad to see how people think about their own home. It's sad to see people chop their own legs off from the way they think. And I'm not going to... We can't chop down that tree in one episode. But you can just know that anxieties are present in all of us. Including me. It's about how we deal with those anxieties. Do we face them? Do we expose them? Spend the time with someone to speak on them for enough time to see why. See why they're there. See why I'm anxious to exchange with a stranger. See why I'm anxious when I get challenged by somebody. Because rarely is it the challenge that's actually bad, right? Most of the time, the way we're taking it is based in an experience that was really bad, right? And here I am getting challenged again, and I'm re-experiencing the bad memory instead of engaging on the challenge that's in front of me. And it's not an easy thing to do. You can't just do this. You have to train yourself to be able to do this. It's like uh, lifting a 200-pound weight. You're not going to just do it. You have to train your muscles to be able to lift the weight. And these things with the brain, these chemicals that we have inside of us that dictate our thoughts, they're powerful. They motivate our behavior, these chemicals. And the more you're aware of them, the more time you spend with them. You know, if you get angry at everything, it's time to step back and assess me, right? I'll give you an example. I'm 25 years old. I get up every day. I go to a job that I don't want to do. I'm not very nice to people on my way to work while I'm working. I don't really like what I'm doing, so I'm not really engaging with people, right? I go home and I have to do the same job all over again. I'm a miserable human being. So that makes me act in a different way. That makes me think in a different way. That closes me off to what could happen in a possibility when you exchange with a stranger. It couldn't make your day. But your day won't be made if you're closed off to even engaging with strangers. It doesn't mean you have to go around and talk to everybody. But if we don't want to talk to anybody, now we have something to look at. 
And I'm not even, this is completely, I'm going off the rails, not even talking about mental health during a pandemic. But it's just, it's an interesting thing to think about. And this is what I do, right? I mean, what I do for work is I play other people. But the reason why I'm able to play other people is because I know them. And I know people because I know people, right? I know people because I've studied people. I've studied behavior. Okay, so what can we do if we're a student and we're now going to school inside our house? Right? What can we do to maximize our productivity if we are now going to school in our house? One thing you can do is maintain a structured schedule. If you get up at 7, normally get up at 7 still. Shower at your normal time. Eat breakfast at your normal time. And, here, and an even better thing to do is don't... Whatever... If, if you go to school on a computer or an iPad or whatever... Have a designated room where you do that. Have a designated room where you go to school. Because it will trick your mind. It will trick your brain. It will, it will help you build a routine easier. It will help you get through this year a little easier. I know it's not ideal. No one wants to be going to school. You know, you want to be going to school with your friends. But what you can do is have a separate room where you have your school set up, you have everything you need, and that's your school. It will help you not be strained mentally by staying in your house all day. Because it's not an easy thing to do to just stay confined to certain walls, yet take in new information and have to learn and have to produce and create. It's not easy. It's not an easy thing. You know, our brains need stimulation, um, environmental stimulation, and when you're just inside your house all day, you lose that, and you really, <clears throat> your brain plays tricks on you. You know, when, you, when your brain doesn't get the stimulation it needs, it creates the stimulation, right? It makes up fake crap, or, it, or you think about prior memories, or you recall an event. This is what your brain does when it's bored. Consistency, consistency, consistency. Consistency is key. If you're going to school, if you have to homeschool, make sure you just stick to a consistent schedule. You will be happier. You will be happier. It might not feel good getting up at your normal time, but at the end of the day, you'll feel like you went to school. You won't have the satisfaction of laughing about, you know, Jimmy spilling peanut butter on his shirt but you'll have the satisfaction the neural satisfaction of okay that was a day of school I learned some stuff right and for the next year those are going to be really good things if you can just feel good and feel happy and feel content and learn something that's a good thing healthy foods and healthy habits are paramount Right? We're getting better with food selection. Kids especially are paying way more attention to what they eat than what I paid than I paid attention to. And we know that, you know, 
they call it what do they call it nutritional psychology or something like that but it's there's there are nutrients that we can take in that can really help our internal components function and for the brain that's all good right anytime we can aid the brain is bueno that's why we eat fish we eat fish to aid the brain we lube it up with omegas and then when you get sunshine it lubes it up even more with some vitamin D and you get your B vitamins all kinds of stuff helps the brain and you need to pay attention to this stuff if you're inside all the time because you won't get it right so maybe take vitamin D supplements take a walk maybe maintain your lunch schedule if you have lunch at 1130 at school have lunch at 1130 and then take a walk for a half an hour because that's kinda like recess phones can be a good thing or phones can be a bad thing right phones can be used as tools we can connect with the friends that we wish we were in school with we can FaceTime our best friend our boyfriend our girlfriend we can let out our frustrations on social media even though I'll probably do another episode that tells us how bad that is but as we're inside more we tend to go in our phones more and we just have to be vigilant about what we do on them what do we do do we support do we connect do we encourage do we help do we love do we create do we you know is, is that what we do with our phones or do we aim to destroy do we aim to vent do we aim to tear down do we aim to criticize do we aim to critique do we aim to um, look at violent stuff like you know what I mean what, what do we do with our phones because what we do with our phones truly dictates our mental state and that's uniquely different to our generations right boomers did not they have to deal with us now which is why you see so many have so many issues with so much because it's it's hard for me in my 20s to navigate all this to learn all this to put it all together in a rational, sane, constructive way. Um, to fight my own battles and my own struggles and overcome my own adversities, right? How do you think it feels for someone who's 40 or 50 to do these things? Because now they're holding these things in their hands that's telling them all this stuff that they don't know if it's real or not or if it's fake how do I find out it's fake and I mean this is this is a big problem and there's so much more of it now because once we elected PT Barnum to be our president now the whole country's a fucking circus and information is now put in quotes because 
things that come out of Fox News to some people is considered information. And that's the problem, right? I mean, that's it just makes all of our actual problems so much worse because we can't even have a rational conversation with these people. It's sad. We all have people like this in our life. What are we going to do, right? We have to allow them the space and show them the other way. You know, because it's not about thinking like me, but you can't be believing fake stuff, right? And there's a reason why so many are confused about the definition of fake news, and it's because of the sitting president of the United States, right? The sitting president of the United States calls any piece of information that is critical to him or looks bad on the administration, he just calls that fake. And when you're the president of the United States and you do that, millions, tens of millions of people are just going to believe it. Because that's how powerful the office of the president is. That's how much trust Americans have in the office of the president. And when a man misuses that office in the way that this man has, this is what happens. This is the America that we get. We get rubble. We get its absolute madness, chaos, and no cohesive plan for anything. That's what happens. And it's so dangerous. I'm in my 20s. I'm worrying about the seven-year-old. I'm worrying about the 15-year-old. I'm worrying about the person whose senior year in high school is this year. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what these kids are feeling? I can't. I cannot imagine what these kids are feeling. Their parents failed them. I've never lived in an America where the previous generation has failed the current generation. I've never experienced it, and I'm experiencing it right now, and I'm absolutely pissed because it's wrong. And it's also not... We're only human. We're only human. We're only capable of so much, right? We're getting beaten over the head. As Americans, we're getting beaten over the head with so much, right? And it's all driven by profit. It's all driven by money. You, we, any person, any American has to be driven by goodwill, right? We have to be driven by how we treat another person. We have to be driven by how we want people to talk about us, right? That doesn't mean that People aren't going to do you wrong. I mean, that doesn't mean people are going to be wrong about you. That's life. People are going to say words. That's what happens when you have breath. Do you validate those words with your actions? Because that's what phones could do. You know, when someone comes at you, 
what I mean is I'm very selective in what I engage with when people come at me on social media. <clears throat> if you insult me, if you're wrong, if you're being mean, if you're being destructive, I'm going to call you out on that. I will come back at you on that. Because none of those things are good. But I don't need, like, political political disagreements are a part of life. It's a part of having two people sitting side by side. You're going to disagree. You know. We have to stop letting the disagreements run everything. Start talking about what you agree with instead of what you disagree with. Changes the whole conversation. Nobody likes to be inside their house. Everybody hates it. I hate it this year, right? But what I'm doing is I'm maximizing the things I can do inside a house. And if you're going to school, maximize the time that you may be able to read a different book. Or the fact that you... The fact that the requirements are different this year means that I can now choose a different book to read, or I can do a different book report, or I can learn about a different something. Uh, and even if you don't like what you then learned, who cares? Put it down. Move on to the next thing. At least you now know that you don't want to learn those things. you know. And really, that was a benefit I had during my years of college. I took everything. I took absolutely everything. Every every class, I would love to get a printout of all the credits I have in college because I just took everything. I took everything in every field for like the first two and a half years. It was like just amass as many varying credits as you possibly can. For me, that's what I did. And I loved it, you know, and I changed majors two different times. I found exactly what was fascinating to me and what was rewarding and fulfilling and life-giving, so that's what I kept learning about. I never sat in a classroom and was like, I'm going to be a therapist. That was That's not why I got the education I got. I got the education I got because it was fascinating and it was rewarding and it was beneficial and helpful and constructive and will and has helped me and will help me with anything I do for the rest of my life. That's called a good choice. And there's a lot of people that made a lot of good choices. And then there's a lot of people that made a lot of bad choices. And choices that were informed by their parents or choices that were informed by their expectations or choices that were informed by movies or whatever. But now you don't have to worry about that. That's the past. A pandemic, we're all suffering right now. And we can all use this moment of collective suffering to reset. Reset ourselves. Reset. Hit the button. What do we want to do differently? What don't we want to repeat? Do we want to do things entirely differently? Do we want to do something else? You know, one of my main critiques about the government malpractice we're all experiencing there is so much more that should be done right now that isn't being done. We, Our government just printed trillions of dollars to give businesses and people money to get by, right? 
wasting three months of time that we could have trained people who want to be trained, right? Telehealth should be through the roof right now. Everybody should be going to therapy because you could do that in your house over Zoom. If you want to train, if you're on unemployment and you want to, you, you're interested in nursing, you can learn a swath of skills online. If you want to code, you can learn how to do that online. If you want to gain a certification to a communication certification or a just think about all of the jobs that you could be trained for online as we are sitting home right now. And as and as we're sitting home, what is the government doing? Not one thing. Not one thing. That's what makes me really upset. So I know I covered more in this episode. I have to do a better job at sticking to my conversation topics. There's just so much going on, and we're all dealing with it every moment of every day. And it's crazy. And it's unprecedented. And it doesn't need to be this way. That's really what's most frustrating, I think, and what upsets me more than anything is just how this could have been avoided. But I have to stop living in a reflective state. Um, mainly, I really wanted to communicate to those who may be going to school inside of their house that it's okay. It's okay. I know it's not ideal. I know it's not what you want to do. Nobody wants to be doing what they're doing this year. We're all in this together. Even if your parents aren't acting like it, we are. We are all in this together. It doesn't matter what we look like or where we are. We're all getting through this year together. And you'll have a great year being inside your house. It may not feel like it, but you will. Just remember what I said about designating a specific space for your school maintaining your schedule, maintaining healthy food choices, maybe adding in mineral or vitamin supplements, and just trying to take the small things away, right? When you feel good, when you feel happy, when you laugh, just take that as a win, because this year it is. Every good day that we have, every friend that we make, every memory that we make, every laugh that we have. These are good things, and especially this year. They should be held on to a little tighter. Because we're all still here. We are all still here. And we'll get through this together.